0: For the second straight week, the Louisville Cardinals absolutely dominated a conference opponent. On today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about Jeff Brom's team defeating Virginia Tech 34-3, Isaac Garendo's career day on the ground, and the defense being absolutely disruptive yet again. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned in the opener for the second straight week, the Louisville Cardinals absolutely dominant against a conference opponent, this time defeating Virginia Tech 34-3. to We'll talk about um, the overall performance, the Cardinals rushing attack led by a career day from Isaac Garrendo. And stop me if you've heard this before the defense being disruptive yet again. So I remember coming into this matchup really confused and curious as to how good Virginia Tech actually was. They were four and four overall, but only one loss in conference play. That was to Florida State. Um, they had defeated Pittsburgh, um, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. And I was sort of curious because the straight of schedule and the lack of common opponents on the schedule really made me question if Virginia Tech was legit. And Brent Price team looked to turn or looked like they had turned it around in the last two matchups of the season for the Hokies, but it was against Wake Forest and Syracuse, who are towards the bottom at the very bottom of the conference, as a matter of fact. Um, So I was really sort of on the fence, and it didn't help that the line was sitting at about 10.5, 9.5 points in favor of the Cardinals. And even though Louisville won this matchup 34-3 without some of their key guys, like Jamari Thrash and Jarvis Brownlee Jr. and with uh, Jawar Jordan and some of the offensive line still battling some um, injuries, I still felt like Virginia Tech was a respectable Conference opponent. I feel like this was more so Louisville imposing their will against the Hokies than the Hokies not being good enough. Now, if you remember, if you listened to the last episode of the show, I said that I felt like they were a solid, respectable opponent. But I didn't think that they were on Louisville's level. I didn't think that they were a top team in the ACC, um, like a Florida State, like a Louisville, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. I felt like they were in the solid tier below. But that if Louisville didn't handle business, that it could get really interesting in the Derby City on Saturday. And thankfully, Louisville has looked absolutely phenomenal outside of the bye week. Um, They lost that game to Pittsburgh, regrouped, and absolutely have been phenomenal in the past two games, both offensively and defensively another 100% complete performance in the books for the Cardinals. And like I mentioned, this was dominant from the beginning up until the end. Uh, Louisville opened up a game or opened up the game with a 10-yard sack against Kyron Drones, um, Stephen Heron and TJ Quinn joining for that sack. They forced the three and out. Louisville scored on two of the first three drives of the first half. Now, granted, they could have had points on, that final, on their final drive, Of the first half, there was the holding call against uh, Louisville that essentially took away a touchdown run, a long touchdown run from Isaac Garendo. And look, I mean, if you're going to call that okay, I mean, if you're going to call it that close, you could probably call it on about 20 other plays in the game. But looking at it, I thought it was really tough to make that call right there. Um, But it wiped a touchdown off the board for the Cardinals. Louisville ended up still moving down the field, and Brock Travelstead missed a 31-yard field goal. Virginia Tech answered with a 10-play drive, spanning over 50 yards, mm-hmm. and getting a field goal of their own at the end of the half. It was 14 three at halftime, and I remember thinking to myself, "Here we go." Virginia Tech had their best drive of the game on the last drive of the first half. Louisville left some points on the board. It's an 11-point game, despite the Cardinals dominating the first 30 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go. The Cardinals are a first half team. We'll see how they come out in the second half. And the narrative that uh, Louisville was just a first half team wasn't necessarily helped, um, or wasn't necessarily shot down at the end of, or at the beginning of the second half when they went three and out. Right? Um, there was a play to where uh, Jack Plummer got sacked, and the Cardinals had to punt the ball. Thankfully the defense said, yeah, we're just not going to give up another point in this game. Um, They were helped out by a fumble on Virginia Tech's next drive, but they didn't allow the Hokies to move the ball down the field after that. And then, obviously, Virginia Tech didn't really threaten following that, um, that field goal at the end of the half. When you look at the... Second half in general, after the punt, Louisville scored two touchdowns back to back. They capitalized on an interception from TJ Quinn. Isaac Garendo um, had a phenomenal game. We'll talk about that in the second segment of. The and then at that point, you know, Louisville is up thirty-four. I'm sorry, twenty-seven to three, and um, you can tell that they're trying to waste clock. They had a couple of three and outs. Virginia Tech not able to take advantage there. And then Louisville, once again, Isaac Garendo finding the end zone this time for a 36-yard touchdown to put it at 34-3. to And like I said, Louisville was sort of in cruise control for the second straight game. And that is just a testament to how good they've been doing in the first half, Um, especially in the first quarter. Louisville has been nothing short of absolutely phenomenal in the first quarter of games this season. Uh, We'll talk about that more in depth on the episode tomorrow with Grant Mulligan, but they've been absolutely dominant, only allowing one touchdown, seven points in nine first quarters this season. It's really helped the Cardinals to get out to leads and then be able to preserve those leads, which for the most part they've been able to do, Um, but it's been definitely a key ingredient for success for this Cardinals team. So, another complete performance in the books for the Cardinals. Um, now, I will say this because I have seen this once again. And I know that there is a portion of this fan base that will complain at every turn. But I saw a couple people on social media complaining yesterday about the Louisville passing attack not being all that great. Again, essentially um, I think the comment was saying that jet Broms offense was supposed to be good passing the ball and I I guess the insinuation was that we're not good passing the ball I guess um those fans didn't remember that Jamari Thrash was missing this game which you know what was wide receiver one missing this game that's pretty tough I mean Jack Plummer still had um I mean, he was 11 of 12, 141 yards and one touchdown. So he was efficient. He didn't, um, you know, turn the ball over. And I, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to complain about this because Jeff Rom has shown that he is going to go with what is going to help this team succeed. And the best coaches in not only football but sports in general build their game plan build their team's um, overall offensive and defensive identities around the personnel that they have. And it just so happens that this team, despite having a a great receiving core and a solid quarterback, they have one of the best running back trios in the country. They have a phenomenal offensive line. They have been able to run the ball really well for the most part um, all season long outside of a couple games. And that's something we're going to talk about here in the next segment. But I have no problem. Jack Plummer going 11 of 12 for 141 yards and one touchdown. Because what does that tell me? That the rushing attack was good enough to win this game? I mean, I can't look at this performance in which Louisville beat Virginia Tech 34 to 3. It was another complete performance on both sides of the football and complain about the passing attack. Like, I think that that's silly at this point. I mean, you're really, really putting things under a fine microscope and just completely... um, you know, using an argument to—I mean—be concerned. I mean, it's to fuel you know concerns, and I—I I just don't necessarily agree with the tactic there. I mean, it would be different if Louisville wins this game ten to three, and the passing attack wasn't that great. But they, for the second straight game, they did not need to throw the ball all that much. And when they did, Plummer did a fine job. He had one incompletion. Like I—I I really. It blows my mind, but regardless, let's talk about that rushing attack. Isaac Garendo, a career day on the ground for the Louisville Cardinals. He was the game changer for Jeff Brom's team. Uh, But it's time to talk about another game changer, but this time in the non-alcoholic brew game, that is Athletic Brewing Company. It has completely changed the game. They make non-alcoholic brews that actually taste good. They're great tasting and award winning. They brew over 50 styles of craft, including non-alcoholic IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles, and they're fit for all times. You can watch a big game, tackle work, work out, whatever. There's no hangovers included either, which is one of the main keys for me. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D. O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Hey Cardinal fans, it is a short week for your Louisville Cardinals. The uh, team will face Virginia on Thursday, but don't forget the next day, Locked On will be back with the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, they will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff applications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to stay tuned. Well, if you watched the Louisville game yesterday, one thing that you definitely didn't miss was the career performance that Isaac Garrendo turned in for the Louisville Cardinals. As we mentioned, this point in the season, there's going to be injuries. Unfortunately, Louisville has really um, had their share of bad luck when it comes to that. They lost MJ Griffin before the season. Renato Brown um, right before the Pittsburgh game. He's out for the season. Uh, Jarvis Brownley and Jamari Thrash, two stars on both sides of the football respectively, both missed this game. Offensive linemen were banged up. Jawar Jordan still nursing Um, a leg injury. He played, he carried the ball 14 yards for or 14 times for 57 yards and one touchdown, which was solid. But once again, I think the depth of this Louisville team was put to the test and it prevailed. Isaac Garendo has been a pretty solid contributor this season. Um, Overall, I mean, he hasn't necessarily, you know, the performances haven't jumped off of the page Um, before this game. He had, one game over 50 yards rushing. And that was against Murray state. But I mean, that that's really, really tough to sort of look at uh, and put too much significance into that. But when the team needed him and Louisville decided to go uh, or to stay with the ground game, Isaac Garendo turned in an 11 carry 146 yard, three touchdown performance, the best game of his career. And, um, it just goes to show you the depth that this team has, and if you think that this was sort of a fluke, well, Jeff Brom said right after halftime in the um, interview with ACC Network that when he was asked the question, "Did Jamari Thrash's injury change what did you change how you went about this game?" Brom simply said, paraphrasing here, obviously he said, "No." This, is, this was our game plan all along. Now, you could take that for coach speak, but I really put a lot of emphasis on those words because Louisville has been a run-first, use-the-run-to-set-up-the-pass type of team. Now, was not the greatest rushing team in the country. They're just inside of the top 30, which is still solid. But I think when you look at um, pace of play and how they utilize the rush to essentially wear down opponents and then just move the ball down the field— I think what Louisville's doing is extremely impressive. And they're doing so against some very good defenses on paper. Virginia Tech coming into this game, very, very solid rushing defense. Last game, Duke, very solid rushing defense. And the Cardinals absolutely embarrassed Virginia Tech on the ground. They had 231 yards. Um, that is also looking at sack yardage as well. Juar Jordan had 57 yards on the ground. Isaac Grindo, 146. But I think Gurindo is, you know, when, when he committed to Louisville, he was the running back that had a different skill set than Jordan and Turner, brought the strength as opposed to the speed and quickness, despite Garendo still being a pretty quick running back. Um, I think that, you know, he's been a guy that when his numbers has been called all season, he's ran extremely hard. He's gotten those tough yardages, or he's gotten those tough yards. And it's been a very key thing to having to have him especially on the goal line so um but this game was a little bit different you know he was the feature back in this game despite only getting 11 carries and he made the most of them and we mentioned in the last segment it should have been more he should have had four touchdowns which with that um touchdown that was wiped off the board with the holding call in the second quarter the Louisville final possession of the half. I don't necessarily think that it was that big of a hold. I mean, if you call it, you call it, but if you're going to call that, you've got to call it consistent across the board, and they did not do that. I thought it was a tough call to make in that time. It was a late flag. Garendo was getting close to the end zone when the official threw that flag towards the line of scrimmage, which... It is what it is, but it just goes to show you that it could have been a better day. He could have had over 200 yards on the ground. But overall, the main thing that this should show you, and we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this in the next episode as well, because some receivers like Chris Bell and Jaden Thompson stepped up in Jamari Thrash's um, um, absence. You had Storm Duck and company step up in Jarvis Brownlee's absence as well, and then some offensive linemen. Uh, play key for the Cardinals when some other members were banged up. So I think that this just goes to show you that Jawar Jordan gets a lot of the credit for this Louisville rushing attack. And as he should, he's one of the best running backs in the country. And he's extremely explosive. He's elusive. He's electric. Um, But I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Maurice Turner and Isaac Garendo because of you know what they're able to do as secondary and tertiary options I think that it's extremely key for this offense um, especially when you have Jordan battling that injury it's such a luxury to be able to go to the next guy and say hey you're up go help us win a football game he says okay let me go ahead and score three touchdowns now granted not every backup is going to have a performance like Garendo did and I'm Not sure that Garendo will have another performance like this, and that's okay because there's 12 games, and if you can have one backup come into the game and make that large of an impact, it's key. It's absolutely huge um, because a win is a win. So this is just another testament to how well Jeff Brom and this coaching staff recruited the transfer portal back about, what, 9, 10 eight months ago. um, And we talked about it, that there really wasn't one position that I felt like they didn't do a good job of addressing. And unfortunately his team has had some injuries across all of the positions and what has happened. They've had players step up in the absences, Cam Kelly and Devin Neal. When MJ Griffin went down Austin college uh, or Austin college, Austin Collins, when Renato Brown went down, Storm Duck when Jarvis Brownlee went down, and now Isaac Garendo when, you know, Joar Jordan is battling injuries. So I look at this performance. Hopefully it's able to um, continue to spark this rushing attack. Uh, you look at what Global has done this season outside of two games, actually three games, um, the highest rusher for the Cardinals has ran for over 100 yards. And in the first game, Jordan had 96. So it was pretty close. But outside of the NC State and Pittsburgh games, the Louisville rushing attack has been extremely efficient, extremely effective, and I look for that to continue um, through the rest of the season. So um, it's been key what that rushing attack has been able to do for the offense. Um, And the offense has been great over the past two weeks. But what about the defense? Stop me if you've heard this before. The local defense was disruptive yet again. It's phenomenal what they're doing. In the past two games, three points combined. We'll talk about what has been going right for Ron English's team here in the final segment of the show. We'll do that, however, after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager. For your small business you want to be 100 certainty of access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free you can create your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills that you're looking for it's why linkedin jobs rates uh, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The defense for Louisville has been nothing short of incredible the past two weeks. You can say, well, they're not great offenses, but they're still offenses that have been putting points up. Giving up three combined points in two weeks is still a very, very impressive thing to do. And Louisville has done that. They gave up three points to Virginia Tech. Once again, they um, didn't really give much up to the Hokies. You look at the statistics, um, overall Virginia Tech had less yards than Isaac Garendo had on the ground. He had 146, and Virginia Tech had 140 total. They had 72 passing yards, 68 rushing yards. Uh, Penalties were pretty even, six apiece. Um, And then you have to look at the one turnover. Once again, the Louisville winning the turnover battle. Time of possession, the Louisville held the ball five more minutes than Virginia Tech. Um, But overall, the name of the game for this Cardinals team, there's two things. Um, pressure in the opposing backfield and tackling. And this is something that last year we saw this team be one of the best pressure teams in the country. This past game, four sacks, eight tackles for loss. Um, It was a phenomenal performance that um, was extremely balanced. Louisville had multiple players get in on uh, the box score. And I feel like, um, you know, this is as balanced as a little defense has been in so very long. Um, you know, you look at the sacks once again, um, you know, Mason Riger left his mark. R- uh, Raymond per had one sack as well. Stephen Heron and TJ Quinn split the one and then Ben Perry had the sack as well. But multiple players had multiple tackles for loss, um, Jelotti had one. Antonio Watts, what an incredible um, player he's been this year. I, I think that the pressure especially helps this team when you get them into third and long situations or get opposing teams into third and long situations because you force teams to get uncomfortable and continually convert on third and long. And that's not a recipe for success for offenses, right? So bringing the pressure, credit to Ron English, Mark Hagan, Mark Ivy. Um, for bringing the pressure after opposing quarterbacks. There's been times where they only rush four and they still get home. But more often than not, it feels like now that they're starting to just continually bring pressure because it's forcing opposing quarterbacks to be uncomfortable, go through their reads quicker, go through their progressions quicker, and they are just making mistakes, not being as efficient, throwing the football, Um, continuing – continually having to get out of the pocket and scramble to extend the play because there's immediate pressure up through the middle of the field. Um, I think that that's sort of the main reason why this defense has, has been great, but it's not the only reason. I feel like over the past four years, tackling and technique were two of the biggest issues with this unit. It doesn't seem like that this year. They've been one of the best teams in the country when it comes to not missing tackles and converting tackles when the contact has been applied. Um, that's been something that you really look forward to being um, you know, on the back end of this defense to where when the opposing team does get through that line of scrimmage, well, the linebackers aren't necessarily missing a ton of tackles. The defensive backs, if they give up a big play here or there, it is what it is, but they're still, you know, doing a good job in man coverage. They're not missing tackles when the ball is caught And shout out to the linebacking committee as well. I sent a tweet out yesterday saying that it's not being talked about enough. How good of a season that TJ Quinn is having had the interception um, this past game had over 40 tackles in his last four games. He's been phenomenal, Uh, but he leads a very talented linebacking core that there were a lot of questions about surrounding the position. Heading into fall camp, and they have been absolutely incredible. And this is a defense that continually uh, puts forth complete games. They've had uh, a handful of games to where, I mean, they look like one of the top defenses in the conference, one of the better ones in the country. So, overall, getting pressure on the opposing quarterback, um, you know, turning pressures into sacks, which is huge, and then continually pressuring the quarterback and then getting those tackles for loss. Um, You know, having the technique to complete the tackles, so on and so forth, has been such a key thing to have. Um, But overall, great performance again from the Louisville Cardinals, um, even despite having to battle the injury bug more than other teams at this point in the year. But we're going to talk more. About this performance on tomorrow's episode of the show, we'll also also talk about the Cardinals receiving a new commitment from 2024 four-star wide receiver JoJo Stone. Uh, So be sure to stay tuned to that um, episode of the show. But everyone have a great day. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.